All right, guys. Episode 38, TJ Martino Podcast. Happy to be here. Uh, yeah, this should be a decently short episode. Uh, I just want to talk about a couple of things today. Um, that being Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I haven't really given my thoughts on the end of the series uh, and the MCU moving forward, so I'll talk about that. Um, and then I also want to talk about just this channel as a whole and the podcast as a whole and a lot of the different plans and projects that I have moving forward and things that I kind of want to do. Um, and just kind of my creative direction, I guess, would be the second half of this episode. Uh, it should be pretty short, but getting to Falcon and Winter Soldier, I really don't have all that much to say about this series, if I'm being honest. Uh, and that's kind of why uh, I think with these Marvel series moving forward, and, and maybe series in general, I just wait till the end of the series to talk about it as a whole instead of, you know, giving my initial, like, first couple of episodes reactions. I mean, the only way I should be breaking down the episodes like that is if I'm doing it, like, every episode, which I could do in the future, maybe. But those would be, like, more short-term but and videos. But um, anyway, for these Marvel series, I think I should just kind of make it, like, a series, season, you know, ending, you know, encapsulation instead of coming up. Because watching that other video where I kind of talked about the first two episodes, I just didn't really have that much to say about this show, um, honestly. And... Um, you know, as I'm, as it's completed now and I've watched the whole thing, I, I kind of don't really have much to say, <laughs> honestly. I mean, and I think a big part of it is is that um, this show just, nothing really changes from this show. I mean, you, where it ends at Endgame this show, and where this show ends, the, the characters aren't in any different spot. Um, and I mean, I guess I, I should get into kind of my whole breakdown of, of this series and whether or not I liked it. And to give you an answer... I liked ideas in this series a lot. I think that this had great potential, but the execution just got really muddled for me, especially towards the end in the final two episodes. There was just, it just, they didn't know what direction they wanted to go in. And there was, and it just felt like everything was just kind of pulling. There was just strings all attached to one thing and each string was pulling in a different direction and just almost yanking the whole story in all these different corners. Um, and it just kind of feels mixed up and muddled and you know you don't really know who to root for in this show I guess is the problem there's the the whole moral compass of this show gets totally muddled and look I'm okay with that I'm okay with moral ambiguity as long as I know the motivation of these characters and I think this show did a horrible job of, of actually showing the motivation of these characters in my opinion um you know let's just break down our two main leads Sam and Bucky I mean, Bucky has literally no storyline outside of the first episode and the final episode. I mean, that whole storyline, which I mentioned in the in the in my review of the first two episodes, I really loved the whole idea of Bucky like going back and having to confront his past and all that. They completely drop it after the first episode and a half, um, and they go on the Zemo storyline and they introduce Sharon Carter and they throw all these different characters at you. And you, it kind of leaves you wondering, like, who am I supposed to root for here? And, and for a lot of these characters, you you know, they don't really give you a clear motivation. For example, Carly Morgenthau is, like, the supposedly the main antagonist of the series. Um, you know, she's, like, this radical uh, extremist uh, who leads, like, you know, this group of, um, you know, I guess you could call them terrorists. I would consider them terrorists. I mean, you blow up a building full of people, you're probably a terrorist, okay? I mean, you know, and that's what she does. And... Uh, you know, Falcon, uh, he doesn't want to call her that, but we'll get into that. Um, but as for Bucky and Carly, I was talking about Carly. Um, Carly, her character is just, 
you don't really understand why she's doing the things she's doing. I mean, they set up this whole thing with this GRC, which is like this reparations council that I guess is like a, you know, segment of, you know, this board of senators or whatever that basically, you know, have been displacing all the people from the snap that returned. Um, And Carly leads this group of, you know, renegade extremists uh, called the Flag Smashers. And they basically, uh, you know, they want everything to go back to when Thanos snapped a world and half of the population was gone. Um, And, I mean, I guess that's the the main motivation of Carly's character. But, um, honestly, you don't really know why she wants this. Like, we, we don't really see anything we don't really see any of Carly's struggles we only hear about in conversation I mean most of the time we don't really see Carly do anything for most of the show outside of show up to an abandoned GRC location and spill some expository dialogue and you know she just commit and then she commits horrible acts and and the problem is that the show tries to get you to empathize with her but there's nothing to empathize with I mean there's no a real they don't really do a good job of fleshing out her emotional connection to this whole situation they don't do a very good job of making her very charismatic or likable uh, which you know a lot of these extremist characters can be like the joker um, but this character was just void of personality um, and, and the thing is like she's supposed to have the super soldier serum but she still like looks like a normal girl like she doesn't look buff or jacked up like steve rogers when he got the, the serum he was looked like he was about to burst through a wall um, you know so i don't know what's up with that a little bit of a continuity issue there um and she happens to whip Bucky's butt like 20 different times, but whatever. Um, but yeah, I just did not like this character at all. I think she needed a little bit more emotional ties to the story. I mean, I think like her mother or something gets blown up. But like, again, they don't really set up that relationship. They don't really make you care about this character at all. But they try, they, they just expect you to. Um, yeah, and she was a messy character. And, and um, at least, you know, and the thing is, she doesn't even get killed off by Sam. Like, there's no real resolution there because her and Sam's relationship is, like, the big part of this show. Because um, Sam kind of finds, uh, you know, he kind of not necessarily agrees with her, but empathizes with her, even though she's murdered people in cold blood. And on top of the fact, like, my, that was the thing with Sam. Like, why does Sam empathize with her? And I guess we're going to get into Sam's character now, but why does Sam empathize with somebody that wants him gone i mean if you think about it she says that she wants everybody that was brought back from the snap gone well sam was gone from the snap so she's essentially wanting him gone right (laughs) if i'm getting this right and sam is just like totally like we should listen to her like and and the whole message of of sam's story which is basically like we should listen to these extremists or else they're never going to stop committing violence i just don't think that's a very good message um you know, overall, um, and, and the whole final speech for me fell flat just because, um, and look, bringing race into the show, um, I didn't think they were going to do it, but as soon as I saw the cop scene in, in episode two, it was pretty obvious they were going to do it. Um, and look, you know, even though I thought that scene was a little bit corny, in my opinion, um, you know, the whole idea of, of race, I think it could be an interesting thing to, to tackle. And I think the character of Isaiah Bradley was actually kind of well done. And a lot of his scenes with Sam, I think, were decent but had potential to be more interesting I think had they taken more time with it and actually given it a couple more scenes in between because you know they explore it in the second episode and then they explored it in the second to last episode but like those three episodes the two those two or three episodes in between it's just completely forgotten about and then we're supposed to care about it but it's like the middle part of the story is missing you know, it's almost like they wrote the beginning of this show and the end of the show and then just completely forgot to for, to fill in everything in between um you know, uh, but Sam, like you just, 
you know, and, and my thing with it is, is like, you know, they don't really flesh it out. They don't really show Sam, you know, a lot of people being racist towards Sam in this show. I mean, outside of the cops and the lone guy, which, I mean, both of those were two of the, you know, most senseless moments in the entire series, if I'm being honest from a story standpoint. Um, you know, so I wish they could have maybe shown some real, actual, concrete, uh, you know, examples of racism towards Sam that we could have actually, you know, believed that they wouldn't accept a Captain America that's black, which, again, I think is kind of ridiculous in 2024. This, remember, this takes place three years in the future, and this is in a universe with aliens, wizards, witches, um, you know, infinity stones, magic, and, and, like, we're still caught up on having a black Captain America. I just have a hard time believing that. That's my opinion. Um, you know, but fair. Um, you know, it didn't bother me all that much. I just think, you know, and it bothered a lot of people, but not me. I, I, I didn't really care all that much, but I just think that it could have been something that, that could have been a lot deeper and a lot more emotionally resonant than what we got. But I think, the, like I said, the Isaiah stuff I found to be really fascinating and kind of frustrating again why they didn't explore that more in the show and have more of a back and forth with Isaiah and Sam because I think that could have been something interesting but again uh they kind of left it Zemo was a character I really liked you know they brought him into this story um he was you know the cliffhanger at the end of the second episode and I think you know he brought a lot of charisma and but also some he was a voice of reason in the show and honestly what is one of the best written characters in this show um but again they they totally throw him out the door towards the end of the season and he kind of becomes irrelevant. But um, outside of the fact that he kills the flag smashers, which is, you know, kind of justified, these people were murderers and, you know, extremists. I mean, let's be real. They, they kind of had to go, um, which leads me into John Walker. Uh, why is John Walker the most fleshed out character in this show? I was not expecting that. I didn't even know this character was going to be in the show, and he ends up being the most fleshed out character. But yet, we're kind. They they want they want to present him as like this, you know, uh, you know, stereotypical white guy. But it's like you know that we're not supposed to like. But like, you kind of empathize with him more than any of the other characters because like he acts the most rationally out of any of these characters in the show from a writing standpoint. It's just it's it's confusing to me because they want you to almost root against him, but. You, you kind of empathize with him because like he, he didn't like I said in when I talked about the first couple episodes is like he didn't choose this really they chose him and he's now got this big responsibility um, you know so I, I really like the idea for that character but um, you know the thing with it is is like um, uh, you know I think with Sam getting the shield and all that I wish they would have given more of a concrete reason for Sam giving up the shield because Sam ends up getting jealous of John Walker, but it's like they don't really explain why, you know, because he gave up the shield. And then, like, did, did he just accept, the, you know, the government not to give it to somebody? I mean, they said we need a symbol, and Sam was like, no, it's not for me, you know, for whatever reason. Um, I, you know, and if it's just that he's black, I just kind of wish we would have got a better, you know, explanation of that. I mean, and we kind of do in some dialogue, but again, I wish we could have maybe saw some actual actions towards him. Um, that would discourage him from using the shield. And, and I wish we could have seen more conflict in the fact that him kind of juggling whether or not he wanted to keep the shield. Honestly, though, I wish if they were going to give Sam the shield, which, you know, I'm fine with. I said they probably should have because he was the more fleshed out of the characters between him and Bucky. Uh, I think and I think they should have given Sam, Sam the shield, but I think they should have just had him have it and struggle with you know, the responsibility of it and struggling with the fact that you have to live up to the expectations of Steve Rogers. You know, I feel like that would have been a better angle to take than the race angle. 
uh, in the context of the Marvel Cinematic Universe because, uh, you know, to be honest, the racial politics just doesn't really fit in this universe, like I mentioned. So I think if they would have went more in a direction of, like, him being a superhero but not having the super soldier powers and having to use his military experience and his, you know, gadgets and whatnot to help supplement being Captain America could have been a cool idea if they would have fleshed that out more, in my opinion. Um, and I think it would have allowed for more personal growth and more relatable moments in this in this show with Sam because he kind of just feels, you know, lost throughout this whole show and you don't really understand what he wants exactly, <laughs> uh, which I guess is my problem with Carly as well. Um, but, uh, yeah, overall, man, I was not that impressed with this show, if I'm being honest. It, it kind of fell apart, um, and I wanted to like it. I did, and I think that this, some of the action sequences are really good um, in this thing, man. And I, I like the uh, the whole idea of John Walker, like that whole episode with him where he smashes the shield on the guy's face, which, you know, his friend Battlestar, which I forgot his name, Battlestar is his friend. I thought that relationship was really actually kind of well done, and, uh, you know, when, when Battlestar is killed... It's pretty powerful, and you care, and you and you feel sorry for John Walker, which again leads to why he's one of the best fleshed out characters in this show. Um, but like I said, this is not the show is not called John Walker; it's called Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and, and you don't really they don't really go through any change. They don't really go through any growth, Falcon or Winter Soldier. They're the ex- they're in the exact same place they were at the end of Endgame. Bucky's recovered, and Falcon has the shield. We're right back where we started. I mean, <laughs> that's why it's kind of like. And I mean, I guess you could make that argument for WandaVision, but at least she had more of a personal journey uh, that you actually got to see. And you actually got to see, you know, her kind of, you know, struggle with it, even though she doesn't get consequences for her actions, um, which I thought was kind of stupid. Um, I did enjoy that show more than this one, if I'm being honest. Uh, I thought that was at least a lot more experimental, a lot more out there. And it took, and it, you know, I think those last three episodes compared to the six of this one, you know, the nine compared to the six episodes here, made the difference. I mean, this could have been better as a two-hour movie, in my opinion, um, as opposed to a six-hour series, just because, you know, they, they almost ran out of um, ideas at this point. So, I don't know. We'll see what happens. I, I, I don't think this is the worst thing ever. I mean, people are saying this is complete garbage and terrible. No, I don't agree with that. I think there is redeemable qualities here. The action, like I said, is pretty damn good. And um, the characterization of, like, Zemo and John Walker... Uh, are pretty interesting, but I, I just wish our two leads had more to do, you know, in this in this show about Falcon and Winter Soldier. Um, but as for Captain America four, I hope we see more personal growth with Falcon and actually see him go through, um, you know, some struggles of being Captain America and not having powers. I think that's something they should really kind of dig into in these uh, future films uh, more than the racial angle, in my opinion, because I just think it fits better. You know, if this was taking place in 2021 America, sure, you could make the argument more than in a universe with, you know, talking trees and raccoons and whatnot. So that's my opinion on it. Um, yeah, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, I have to get a gr- if I had to give it a grade, probably go like 2.7 out of 5. <laughs> yeah, close to a 3 maybe. Could, yeah, it, it, there's definitely, I think... The world is watching that episode four is probably the best episode of the series. Um, and like I said, there's good action. But again, there, there's just a lot of dead space in the series and a lot of characters that that, that that just don't really need to be in the story. And a lot of characters that they're forcing on you, like uh, a lot of the villains, Sharon Carter and uh, what's her name? Seinfeld. I forget her name. Uh, Julia Louise Dreyfus, her character was just awful. So, I mean, I'm not a big fan. And, they, and the show didn't really know who it wanted the villain to be. The Flag Smashers should have 
definitely had some more fleshing out and the GRC, like what is the point of that? I mean, I love the idea, but like what, what purpose do they have in the story outside of being a setting for Carly to complain in? Yeah. Wasn't really down with this series. Um, and you know, it was definitely a disappointment just because Captain America, the winter soldier was such a good movie because it played on more of the espionage and government infiltration side of politics than the social side. Um, you know, I think that just works better for, you know, these kind of political thrillers, in my opinion. But, um, yeah, it's an okay show. Um, but, yeah. Uh, moving on to the future of this channel, I guess. is what, I don't know what to call this, but uh, I just I want to rant, kind of, I guess, about what I want for... Uh, the podcast moving forward and kind of my plans. Um, I did a film democracy the other day. I didn't really explain this. It was kind of an impromptu idea uh, that Alec Holker and a friend of mine who was on the show and I had um, where basically I'm going to just in the future, like I want to just have it where I post and then people comment movies that they want. And then I'll like put a poll together on like one centralized website. Maybe it might be my own if I can do it, but probably on some social media I'll put a poll Instagram I think worked the best I think that got the most engagement so it might end up being Instagram but I want to put a poll up and have people choose the polls I mean and have people choose the films that we that we watch and review for the, the show and we'll do like like Alec did with Spe- Alec and I did with Spectre we'll just break down scene by scene and kind of talk about you know the films you know and, and it could be one that we've seen or not rather be one that we've seen before just because the preview review is kind of more for that um, but for movies we haven't seen, uh, this is more for movies that we have seen and we want to just break down completely. That's kind of what I want to do with this. Um, and definitely I want it to be more interactive. Of course, as more people tune into live streams and stuff, um, as I start to do those, um, because right now I, I'm at a big crossroads for the next couple of months because this computer right here, this is the computer that I used to run the TJ Martino podcast. This is what I've used since the beginning. It's a 2015 MacBook Pro. And it's hanging on by a thread, man. Uh, this computer has been worked to death. It's been through four years of college and multiple hours of editing, rendering, exporting, transcoding. Yeah, this thing, has, it, it's, it's definitely coming towards the end of its life here. And um, this summer, we're supposed to, I mean, I think it, in June, there's been leaks that there's going to be uh, an announcement by Apple at their uh, event in the beginning of June. Um, for the 16-inch and 14-inch MacBook Pros with the M1X chip processor in there. For anyone that doesn't know what that means, new MacBooks are being announced uh, in July or in June, I think. That's a that's a rumor, so we don't know. But that's you know usually when these things come out for tech, you know it's kind of hard to ha- to hide a mass production of technology in a in a factory. So I'm you know leaks get out and. They're usually pretty credible with with uh, technology uh, products usually, and usually with Apple, they're pretty accurate. These leaks are with when things are going to be announced and released. So who knows? But I would say it's probably a good chance that we get new Macs this summer, new MacBooks, um, and that's why I'm waiting. And um, if you watched the film Democracy with Alec the other day, um, I struggled pretty hard with. Uh, getting the camera and the and the microphone to work that was definitely a struggle because um my computer just couldn't handle my my mixer my gopro 
my microphone, like all, and StreamYard all running at the same time. It just could not handle it. So it ended up being kind of a tough situation where I had to just use my computer mic and my headphones. And I don't like to do that because it just, it doesn't sound good. And, and you know, I've made bad mistakes already with uh, quality. So I don't want to keep doing that. And, uh, you know, that's why probably when I get the new MacBook will be when uh, a lot of the live streaming and stuff, I'll try to introduce that more so uh, than I am now. Right now, I'm kind of just testing it out, kind of seeing what ideas I want to do, which is why you might be seeing like a bunch of new series just kind of pop up like Film Democracy did. And they might never return again. Like I might never do another Film Democracy again. Probably will. But, uh, you know, the what my point is, is that I'm going to try a bunch of stuff and some of it's going to stick and some of it's not. So just, you know, check it out if it's something you're interested in. Um, and I'm going to be doing stuff outside of movies and in music and all that. I'm, I'm going to go beyond. Uh, and I want to do like a relationship show. I want to do a bunch of different stuff. So, um, yeah, definitely some stuff to come uh, in terms of that. Uh, but it just comes down to getting a new computer. Once I get that new computer, um, it's going to open up a new door for me creatively because, yeah, I have all of the equipment. I just I need the beast. I need the engine to make it run. Um, and right now this thing is just, it can't handle it. I, Cause, um, my, my stream kept freezing when I was trying to start film democracy. And I was like, ah, oh, this cannot be happening to me. This is a crisis. Um, luckily we figured it out, but like, yeah, I, I can't, it's going to be hard for me to do a lot of those live streams with this kind of quality right now, but definitely by the end of the summer, um, I will be in good shape in terms of live streaming. So, um, that's definitely something I want to introduce. And as for this podcast, uh, we're going to continue to grow. Um, I want to keep getting guests on. And I, and, um, I want to, um, yeah, I just want to, but the, but the podcast is going to be different because it's always going to be in person. You know, I won't, I'm not going to be doing any episodes of the TJ Martino podcast over Zoom, over StreamYard, any of that. The, the, it will be a different series um, for those kind of uh, discussions, but I want, the TJ Martino podcast to be intimate and to be done in a room with somebody. So if I have a guest, it will be done in person for this specific show. That doesn't mean every single, that doesn't mean I'm only going to talk to people in, you know, face to face, obviously not. I'm going to be doing zoom, you know, conversations and interviews and stuff like that. Moving, not necessarily interviews. I, I don't really like that word, more conversations, um, on streaming and stuff like that. Um, for sure. I'll be doing that. So it's not like I'm not going to be doing streaming and, and, and uh, you know, online conversation, but there's just, there's a certain level of energy that you get from an in-person conversation that you can't get from a Zoom conversation where, you know, you're a few seconds behind somebody, you know, and then, and, 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 and have you ever had a, a Zoom conversation where you, inter- where you interrupt with somebody and then you kind of both stop and you're like, okay, who should talk? Like that happens way too often on Zoom and, and video chats and you don't get that in person because you can kind of get the, the nonverbal cues easier. Um, so I don't know those kind of things. And I just, I don't know. I like the real life IRL feel, I guess, of this, uh, podcast, even though it's pre-recorded. Uh, I don't know. So that's just the way I want to do it. So yeah, all the TJ Martino podcast episodes will be done in person, but everything else will probably be done over stream. Some of it might be done in person. I don't know if I can do it in person, I'll do it in person, but, um, you know, logistics aren't always on your side so you gotta do what you gotta do but uh yeah 
thanks uh, for everybody listening, checking this stuff out, following me, all that. I'm going to be doing a lot more stuff moving forward, so be on the lookout. And, uh, yeah, check out the website, tjmartino.com, TJ Martino Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, uh, Rumble, YouTube, BitChute, Odyssey, Minds, all of those uh, platforms. And if there's any more video platforms that are free to upload on, let me know because I want to join them. I want to join all the platforms, Um, you know. So, yeah, Uh, check me out on all those. And, uh, yeah, check out the Instagram page, Facebook page, blah, blah, blah. You know the deal. Uh, TJMartino.com. Thanks. I'll see you guys next time. And let the beat drop.